Taiwan is one of the most socially liberal and progressive societies in the Asia-Pacific region. Since it became a democracy in 1987, local LGBTIQ rights movement, as well as various other social movements have flourished. Today we're looking at a complex situation. Same-sex marriage is legal. Regular pride events are celebrated every year since 2003. The rainbow flag is visible on government buildings in Taiwanese cities. On one hand, these are all signs that demonstrate Taiwan's willingness to celebrate its diversity. On the other hand, the family structure is a very significant social institution. And some argue that homosexuality directly threatens the family as it undermines traditional views of masculinity, femininity, gender roles. And may also, as some think, jeopardize reproduction and the continuity of the family bloodline. So, while in general, people accept the LGBT community in Taiwan, their view may change when it directly impacts their own family. This leads to the fact that homosexuals in Taiwan may choose not to come out to their families, particularly as there is strong family pressure for marriage and children. This is one of the issues. Ruti Frensdors talks to the director of the first LGBTQ organization in Taiwan, founded in 1998, which provides a wide range of support and services to the communities, as well as gender education and policy advocacy on a national level. The production of this episode came to reality thanks to the support of the Friedrich Naumann Foundation for Freedom in Jerusalem, and also thanks to the wonderful people that took part in the production of this episode, Mrs. Yao Wei Cho from FNF Taipei, Ruti Franzdorf, and Zach Avian. Hello, and thank you for joining us at Straight Friendly Global Podcast. In this episode, we're going to do something slightly different. We will look at gay life in Asia and shed some light on Taiwan. Asia is the biggest continent in the world, and overall, within Asia, Taiwan is a leader in LGBTQ rights. It has quite progressive laws um, and is regarded as one of the most liberal countries on the continent, perhaps even the most liberal. In general, one can say that Taiwan is moving towards full inclusion and acceptance of the LGBTQ community. And we can only hope that other countries will start to follow. But what does this all mean in, in slightly more detail? Well, we should start with the fact that Taiwan is the first country in Asia to actually legalize same-sex marriage. This happened in 2019. Um, another important thing in Taiwan, both male and female same-sex sexual activity is legal. And in fact, same-sex couples have almost all the rights of heterosexual married couples. Aside from, you know, slightly small things like they can't use assisted reproductive technology and may only adopt uh, children that are genetically uh, related to one of the partners. But it's still uh, quite a lot. Let's see what else. In terms of uh, the social climate, uh, it seems that public opinion is pretty much in favor of the community 
is for equal rights, and the majority of the population in Taiwan finds same-sex relationships acceptable. In terms of culture, Variety, the magazine online, informs us that Taiwan's LGBTQ streamer called Gaga Ulala launched worldwide with a huge array of content that's LGBTQ-friendly. Launched worldwide. That's amazing. Um, Taiwan has had pride parades since 2003. The first one had over a thousand people. And by 2015, 80,000 participants. In 2019, we're talking 200,000. That's an amazing growth. So on the surface, things look very optimistic. And it seems that gay life is fantastic in Taiwan. But apparently, this is not the case. We know that individuals are still struggling for equal rights and discrimination is still very much there. So we would like to talk to an activist in the field who will join us directly from Taiwan, from Taipei. Hello, Sean C. Cheng Du. Hi, Ruthie. Hi, everyone. So my name is Sean, and I'm from Taiwan. I'm a gay activist for 20 years uh, when I was a college student. And um, now I'm the Secretary General of Taiwan Tongzhi Hanlai Association. And Tongzhi means LGBTQ in Mandarin. So we are the first national LGBTQ organization uh, since 1998. So next year will be our 25th. Wow. Okay, so basically you run a hotline, is that correct? Yeah, we started uh, to provide telephone consultation services to LGBT people in Taiwan. And we found that LGBT have many uh, needs and issues so that we expand our uh, work. We provide like uh, support groups to LGBT community and like their family members. Yeah, and this education, which we have done a lot to go to schools to teach about LGBT concepts to teachers and students. We also provide adult education to general public about gender diversity and LGBT. And recently, we provide more lectures to civil servants and teachers uh, in the workplace. We, we try hard to connect with uh, LGBT and gender groups, activists, uh, all around the world, especially in Asia. One of the things that I found really interesting is uh, that you combine the issues. It's not like you only deal with whatever is GLBT related, but uh, you're also very much involved in politics and issues of the environment, all sorts of things that are more to do with the de- democracy and are not just LGBT related. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we need to work together with other social groups, other movements to have a louder voice. Also, I think um, like human rights issues or like social issues are um, connected to each other. We are not only LGBT, we are also citizens who live in the society, right? So there are also other issues we need to take care of. 
So like we care about like environmental issues like migrant workers' rights, sex workers' rights. So uh, we join their like parades or like protests to help each other. And that also gives us uh, a lot of alliance. So when we are uh, doing uh, our work, like promoting LGBT rights, we can also have alliance from other human rights uh, movements. There's another added bonus here that in a way this also serves the agenda of getting society to know us as a community more. Yeah, we can have more activists and their followers to get a better understanding about LGBT issues. And also when they are like discussing their, their own agendas, they will also put like LGBT issues onto consideration. Okay. Um, what would you say um, are the main characteristics of GLBTQ life in Taiwan? Okay. Uh, I must say that things change uh, a lot uh, during the past 20 years. And I was a college student starting to get involved with uh, the LGBT movement. At that time, coming out is a very huge uh, issue for almost all LGBT people. So like only few people just come out to others and there are still stigma and uh, stereotypes, prejudice about LGBT. And uh, politicians uh, say some like negative uh, words to LGBT sometimes. So we need to uh, protest against this. So and at the time, there's like no good mechanism for uh, LGBT groups and uh, the government to have conversation. And I think things started to change like, like, you know, around like 2010. So um, we started to have some uh, meetings with governments so we can uh, share our thoughts on like policies or on how we uh, think of like media. I want to legalize uh, gender equity education in 2004, um, which was comes also from a tragedy that a CC boy was bullied to death in school. Uh, and with this uh, school, schools need to uh, teach about uh, gender education so we, the younger generation can get a better understanding about LGBT and gender diversity. And I think that's also changed uh, people's idea about uh, LGBT a lot. So gradually, uh, social attitude becomes more positive and finally we get uh, the same-sex marriage legalized in 2019. That also gives uh, the society an idea that LGBT people are being pro protected by the law. So parents can start to think about their children can have a better future because our parents in Taiwan still are like traditional and they think that marriage is, is uh, like the ultimate go for that, that's many people. not just yeah, so in that's Taiwan, I have to say. <laughs> but this this makes me um, want to connect another issue. You started to talk about changes happening in um, social climate and attitudes and levels of awareness. I understand that there's more anti-gay 
um, activity or more organizations that are actively fighting the other cause. And some of what they're saying, these anti-gay forces, is that um, the, the gay movement is actually trying to destroy the family, the concept of family, which is important in your, your culture, as it is in ours. So it's like in waves, you have to fight yeah. one issue yeah. and then something else comes up and things are constantly changing, aren't they? Yeah. But what has also changed is the way that you as the hotline, as the organization addressed issues. In a, if in the beginning it was just a phone line where people rang you up and asked for help, then you started trying to change things from the ground and doing protests and getting media attention and then talks in schools. This is like a totally different um, approach to activity. And I find that inspiring. It's also a change in attitudes. There are, I think now more and more LGBT care about politics. We need to understand attitude of the politicians. We want our right to be protected or be approved. Then we need to have more, uh, LGBT supportive politicians. Isn't this, we isn't this related we, to the fact that um, the way you work in the hotline is getting uh, gay activists to work for a wide array of subjects that are not just gay. And this kind of gives the, the notion to the activists and the gay community that there's more to fight for. You're part of a, de a democratic um, society and things are really related. So maybe it's more to do with that. I think uh, it's not just about us. I, we are all connected. And um, LGBT um, movement also is part of the democratic movement uh, in Taiwan. So we all share like the uh, core values of, of democracy, be like the freedom to speech, freedom to expression freedom to gather and freedom to organize social groups. So that's why uh, Taiwan can have like the strong LGBT uh, movement compared to other, some other countries. In Asia. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Thank you so much for clarifying all this to us. There are many things that we still need to fighting for. We uh, don't have the right to co-adoption and we don't uh, have the right to use artificial reproductive uh, technologies for single women or for um, lesbian couples in Taiwan. Also, we are not allowed to get married with foreigners ah. whose country hasn't legalized same-sex marriage. Yeah, you can get married with like a foreigners from North America, but oh, I cannot get married with other Asians, guys. Yeah, so that uh, is a problem. We need to pay more attention to the implementation of gender education. Students still uh, hear like negative uh, remarks in schools, and uh, some of them will like get verbal harassment or social distancing because of their uh, sexual orientation or gender identity, gender expression, and uh, they don't have 
enough supportive resources in school, supportive teachers and staff uh, and curriculum and policy. Wow. We also need to think about transgender people. So transgender people in Taiwan are still suffered from discrimination, uh, ignorance. There are still a lot of issues need to be dealt with. Okay, yeah. impressive. <laughs> Thank you for all this. I really want to wish you the best in your activity. And um, may we see in the near future more countries following in Taiwan's footsteps. It has yeah. been a pleasure to speak to you and hear about LGBT life in Taiwan. Thank you so much, Sean Cheng Du from the Taiwanese Hotline. And LGBT issues. Thank you for having me on the Straight Friendly Podcast. I know that at least podcasts I can reach out to um, audience all over the world and <laughs> hope everyone or more people can get a better understanding about the situation for LGBT community in Taiwan. And I really look forward to um, connecting with our LGBT community and supporters uh, all over the world. So thank you again. <laughs> and bye-bye. Bye-bye, Sean. Thank you.